Guys, welcome back to another episode of The Morning Juice. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you've been here since the start, I thank you guys so, so, so much for coming back to listen and learn more about yourself and more about this journey called life. If you haven't done so already, hit that follow button so that you never miss another podcast episode because today we're talking about the power of vulnerability and how instead of seeing vulnerability as a weakness, what if it could actually be your superpower and the way back to your partner and yourself. A few of you may even want to skip the episode already because you just don't do vulnerability because it's just not you. I thought that too once upon a time. When I tell you I used to pride myself on being super private, pride myself on keeping things to myself, keeping me to myself. I'm not kidding you. I I loved myself for, you know, acting tough when things are really falling apart around me. I loved myself for sugarcoating my struggles and I really just used to pat myself on the back for not opening up to others and even my partner at times. I I considered that as me being strong, being brave and even just the word itself, vulnerability, uh, no, it wasn't me because really to be vulnerable is to open yourself up to pain, to harm, to criticism. And it's to be openly weak is how I thought about it. And so there was nothing about that I wanted any part of. You know, I wanted to be seen as strong, resilient and independent. And just that my work ethic, my drive can just, it can fix anything. And if that didn't work, I could buy my way out of things. I could educate myself out of situations or exercise my way to healing in that I shouldn't have to be weak at any point. You know, I had this down pat. I don't want anything else to happen to me. And that's just how I got used to moving around and and dealing with things. And then, you know, life as we know it throws you around and it threw me challenges and mostly new challenges I'd never dealt with before. And I quickly realized that working out, spending money just wasn't working as well as it once did to clear my mind. And I thought, you know, there's got to be other ways around this. So, you know, I listened to podcasts, I watched interviews of people I looked up to and I noticed that through the sharing of their journey, whether it be mental health or sharing about their pain, it wasn't so much about what was happening in their life, but what was happening in their mind during their adversity. And I sensed the vulnerability, but still I'm thinking, "Mm, okay, yeah, no, still not for me. (laughs) You know, I'm strong, I'm resilient, right? And that's just, eh, it's not my thing. Because apart from not wanting to be open, I, for some reason, I grew up seeing that as wanting attention, um, that speaking about your struggles is wanting sympathy or attention. And it just wasn't me. And I think this goes back to when we're children, because I believe children are a pure example of what vulnerability looks like. You know, they don't care what they look like. They they always say how they feel, no filter, and they're just their pure selves. Uh, but then even though no one swears an actual vow of silence as children, we became experts at keeping quiet. Everyone tacitly agrees to keep the family's business private. And that was kind of the underlying message I grew up with. You know, don't tell my friends anything, nothing leaves this house and keep things to yourself. And that's just how it kind of started. And then as we, you know, get a little older, say a few friends make fun of the clothes we wear, we felt ashamed. So what do we do? We stopped wearing those clothes and made sure we wore something that they liked so we wouldn't be made fun of. Or maybe we told a few friends our secrets, which soon everyone in the school knew about. So 
we learn to stop sharing too much with others and only trust a few people or we have a boyfriend or girlfriend that betrayed us and so we promise ourselves to put our guard up next time so that we don't get hurt again and once upon a time you were vulnerable but all of these things have stripped away your freedom to be yourself it's robbed you of your trust in people but worst of all the trust you have in yourself to be authentic because we don't want to be hurt again we don't want to feel shame or open ourselves up to criticism but I remember this one particular day I was scrolling through Netflix and I came across this Netflix special called The Call to Courage by Brene Brown Um, and if you haven't seen it check it out it's amazing she's an American professor author and lecturer who basically spent the last decade or so studying vulnerability and shame but Anyways, I initially just had this on in the background as I was um, cleaning one day and she asked the audience, how many of them want more love, intimacy and joy in their life? And then she goes to ask them, but how can you let yourself be loved if you can't be seen? And she goes on to talk about vulnerability in a way that I've never heard before. And I think that vulnerability has come a long way since, you know, we're in a time where even though its definition is still kind of being curated in a way, you know, with social media, we can see how people are becoming more open about their struggles, about their life journey. And and we feel liberated when someone we know or an influencer we follow shares something we're going through too. So vulnerability is definitely making an appearance a lot more than it used to. But for me, I still just, I couldn't unlink the word weakness from vulnerability. I had so much I wanted to share, so much I wanted to talk with my friends about. And it really was like, hmm, how can I tell my family or my friends about what I'm going through without really telling them? Basically, I meant, how can I tell the story without looking weak? And I soon realized, though, that approaching conversations this way just got so draining and really was so against my nature it just it got draining to hold back so much of myself just because I wanted to feel strong and if this is you too and you think vulnerability isn't for you then let me tell you if you're in a relationship today then you're vulnerable and every single day you're in that relationship you're vulnerable you've given your heart to someone knowing that there is a possibility you're going to be hurt you're open to pain you're open to criticism to shame but Brene Brown defines this perfectly in The Court of Courage, but she says that the problem with the armor we put on to protect us from people seeing those emotions, because yes, those emotions are the center of it, but it's also the birthplace of love, belonging, and joy. And that got me because in order for us to receive more love, feel more joy, and a sense of belonging in ourselves, we do need to be vulnerable. And that resonated with me on a relational level because I knew that I had experienced that before, not only in my relationship with my family, but my relationship with Aaron and and still do. And we touched on this briefly in our podcast together, but before and I were able to truly get to this place of openness and better communication and honesty, we really were just a pair of the most stubborn people you've ever met. You know, we always debated over who said I love you first or who would say sorry first, who complimented the other more. And it really was this back and forth battle on who was seen as, quote unquote, more weak. And for a while there, and I've been like this in the past and I've always been so scared of being hurt to the point where mentally I used to always have an exit strategy so that if something ever went wrong or my partner ever did something unforgivable I would have no problem walking away you know I was ready to go and I would hold my head high doing it 
I was so scared of being vulnerable that I constantly prepared myself to leave at any point. It's like I had a saved folder on realestate.com of houses I'd move into after all. The conversation I needed to have with my boss to increase my hours. I And I knew that I had just had to stop doing this. It was crazy to constantly feel like I was in this fight or flight mode 24-7. Um, so, you know, with Aaron, I knew if I truly wanted this to work, I don't have a choice. I, I have to be vulnerable. You know, I got to put my whole heart into it. I can't have an exit strategy. I have to put my all into this. Now, this took a while, but I told myself, Janita, if this is what your approach is going to be and something goes wrong, then at least, you know, you are hundred percent honest with yourself and put all you could into it. You know, it would be his loss. But if we put ourselves out there and we get the same love back, then we won. Vulnerability won. But we definitely had our fair share of disagreements and countless times I was knocked back when I was vulnerable. Countless times I was criticized. I felt hurt, felt ashamed. And other days I felt like this is literally the reason why I never wanted to drop my guard. This feeling is why it isn't worth being vulnerable. Why did I open myself up to this? Never again. But I remember I had to tell myself, no, you know, we're all in. Keep showing him the real you. Keep loving him and maybe he'll mirror it. I was aware that, you know, that I would face adversity. What relationship doesn't? But I knew he had pain that came from a place before me. And I just had hoped that if I was patient enough, that he would see vulnerability through my example as a superpower and really something that could keep us together. I knew I needed to be careful with the words I said and to continually give him the reassurance he needed in whatever way to feel safe, to love me as he feels and just to be real and and vice versa. But this is a thing with vulnerability as Brene Brown talks about that these feelings of shame are the center of vulnerability. But again, it's also the birthplace of joy and happiness. Now, mind you, this is the first time I consciously made a decision to be vulnerable and really show up as myself in it really was this experience that gave me thicker skin and taught me that vulnerability really is my superpower. I knew outside of our arguments when things were, you know, less heated, we were quite clear on our feelings, what we wanted to achieve as a couple, the things we need to work on individually and together. And so we kept moving forward and we found that the more we acknowledge each other's feelings, big or small, the more we really hurt each other. The more we understood each other and that the more vulnerable we both were, the more joy we felt, the more love we felt. And I knew this is what I strive to feel with everyone around me. I wanted to feel people's hearts, people's stories. And I've always been such a deep person and I wanted people to feel comfortable sharing their struggles with me. And I think in a way we all want to feel that. But I realized in order for people to be vulnerable with me, I needed to be vulnerable too. And this is one of the reasons why, which if you listen to my intro episode, it's why I used to have the secret blog because ultimately I was scared to share my vulnerability. So that was a space I could do that. Brene Brown goes to explain that what's underneath is the most valuable thing you have, valuable gift you can give, valuable offering you have in your life and that people need to earn the right to see your vulnerable side and that when they do see it, it should be taken as an honor to see that side because it really does need to be earned. And if you're in a situation where you're being vulnerable and you're with someone that thinks you're weak or it's funny and they use it against you, then you're with the wrong person. But this is the pushback on being vulnerable to others is that 
some will see it as weak. Some will see it as attention seeking. Some will see it as too much. But to be honest, I don't think there could be a better filter for the people that deserve to be in your life. You'll find the people that are genuinely in your corner that see your vulnerability as strength, as courage, and as being brave are the ones that deserve your vulnerability. You know, vulnerability is all about opening the door for your real self to show up, your authentic self. It takes practice and it will get uncomfortable because change almost always, if not always, makes people uncomfortable. But I don't think we ever feel more alive than when we're being brave. And you can't be brave without being vulnerable. And, you know, for me, things have really kind of come full circle because this really is the whole reason why I created this podcast, because I genuinely believe that everyone has a dream. I believe that everyone has a purpose and a life that they want for themselves. I believe that we all want more love, more joy and happiness, but we're afraid to share our vulnerability with the world, with our friends, our family. And if this podcast could somehow point you in the right direction or have helped you in any way for you to feel safe enough to take one step closer to your purpose, then my vulnerability in creating this space has really served its purpose. But guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. Again, don't forget to follow, rate and review on iTunes. That would truly mean a lot to me. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Morning Juice and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Morning Juice Podcast. I hope you all have a beautiful day and we'll chat to you guys next week.